To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode number 64 of Dumb All Over. Recording from back in Chinook, Pennsylvania, this is a progressive podcast of brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture, and we're always under the influence of, you know it, craft beer. Oh, I did know it. <laughs> on today's episode, we, oh, this is a good episode, by the way, we will talk about the Cohen raid, uh, the Israel-Palestine conflict, Pope Francis's new request, and animal sex. We're then going to talk about Paul Ryan for our Bigly Report. It's going to be great. (laughs) And then we have an interview with Niels Paulson, who is running for Congress in California's 5th Congressional District. And then finally, we are going to find out who dominates Pat Robertson. As always, I am Tom, sitting in our studio. Ish. Sort of. Yeah. And I would say this is an upgrade. Yeah, on the more comfortable side of the studio. And sitting next to me is my co-host, Austin. Yes, I'm back. Hi, Austin. For, for this, this week. Yeah. For this. That's yeah. it. For this week, and that's yep. it. <laughs> then I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, seriously. Going back to a place with culture and food and I mean, not rednecks. <laughs> well, you see, but that's we do have a culture up here. It is just a culture of rednecks. <laughs> It's not not a culture, and we have food. There's a Chinese restaurant right down the road. It's as authentic as it gets. Probably somewhere there's a roadkill cafe. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, welcome back to the Sticks. Thank you. It's uh, great to have you back here. We are on very comfortable couches. We are, so this should be a very good show. It should be. There's (laughs) a lot to talk about, so let's not waste too much more time. Um, We will introduce our first beer for today. Now, I actually, this is maybe one of the first times. People who follow us on Twitter already know this beer. Yes, because I did post it on a drunken night where I... I've been drinking a lot you of craft have to be beer more specific. recently. <laughs> yeah. I've been drinking a lot of craft beer recently. Yeah. And this is actually one that you have not had. No. I mean, um, I've had that brewery before. Yeah, we've yeah. had Sierra Nevada quite a bit, but I saw this and I was like, thank you courtesy of Wegmans, by the way. Let's give it up. Let's give it up for Wegmans. And if you're on the West Coast, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but that's okay. Actually, um, I'm probably like big swaths of the East Coast probably have no idea. I know. <laughs> but their craft beer selection included this yeah, i was pretty happy yeah. this is their coffee ipa Ooh. so we normally have a lot of coffee stouts some porters here and there yeah. but i don't know if we've ever had a coffee ipa Coffee IPA? no that's not one we've ever had no right no. uh it is ale with coffee added um 
the ABV of this, I believe, was like five something. So it's a nice way to get started. I'm going to peel the sticker off because Wegmans decided to put the sticker right on the ABV. <laughs> right where the ABV is. Yeah. There should be another one on the front, though. 6.9. 6.9? That's, yeah, not, so that's bad. not bad. That's yeah, not bad. No, they didn't have it up front. Oh, really? Just, just behind. Um, <laughs> at first glance, it might seem strange to combine coffee with hoppy beer. You're yeah. not wrong there. But really, the two flavors have a lot in common. Good coffee and hops both have complex and fruity aromas, which create layers of flavor. Fair enough. No middle ground is brewed with uh, fruit-forward hop uh, veritals. That's the name of it, no middle ground? That's what it's called. Okay. And cold-brewed coffee is added as a unique uh, take on the IPA. Oh, it's cold brew. It is cold Oh, brew. nice. So, okay. I'm curious. And now, now guess I'm excited, what? Yeah. We have, we can do an actual we cheers. We can do an so, actual cheers, yeah. uh, Cheers to your reappearance back in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was very that was nice, good. yeah. Very nice. Enjoy. What do you think? Wow, I have to say, I like that a lot. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that is really fucking good. So, I took a sh- And I'm not, like, I have to say, like, of the styles of beer- Mm-hmm. IPA is down on my list. Yeah, it's not one of my favorites either. But, but this is fantastic. That's what drew me to this was the fact that it's a coffee IPA. And I was like, okay. Oh, I love it. It's really smooth, isn't it? Yeah. has a nice oh. aftertaste of a little little hoppy, little coffee. Good, good for you, Sierra Nevada. That is really it's fucking a, good. It's a very yeah. good beer. Yeah. All right, Tom. So let's... Uh, let's let's uh, well, you, you know, we should we should start, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. But we're not going to start with the Trump report. <gasps> what? Because we have some really fucking amazing news. Oh, that's right. Yes, go ahead, Tom. If you remember, back in the early days of Dumble Over. Like really early. Really early, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We interviewed uh, a, a young lady who is running for Congress in New York City. Mm-hmm. I think the Bronx, correct? Yes, the Bronx, yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly which uh, district. 14th. 14th, there you go. And her name is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, when she was on our show, she explained to us that she was not even on the ballot yet. Yeah. And she was going to need to go out and get signatures. How many? She needed 1,250 valid signatures to which, get on the congressional ballot. Which is a number that she didn't know. At the time, because right. they wouldn't tell her. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Even when she interviewed with us, she did no. it out. No. Well, no, yeah, because that was what that whole, um, we did that corruption report. That's right. Yeah. Democrats in New York. And like, mm-hmm. they, won't, they won't tell the challengers no. anything. No. So she um, had non-paid volunteers. They were literally volunteers. And they went out and they got a couple more than 1,000. They got 5,480. 5,000, wow. And what that means, and, and there was 141 legal legal witnesses taking up 763 pages. That's almost five times the amount required. Holy shit. So what does that mean? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is on the ballot in New York City. Yes, uh, New York 14th. Come on. Yeah, wake get up. Get rid of Crowley. This is, in, this is a big opportunity. Yeah. Big opportunity. Um, and I don't live in the 14th, so I can't vote for her. But. What district do you live in? Actually, I'm not know? 100% sure. That's what I have to find yeah, out. Yeah, you got to find that out. Yeah. And we'll, uh, be able that's to... the first thing I looked at, actually, when I um, put in to change my uh, post office right. address. Um, they were like, now you need to re-register to vote. That's right. Yeah, you got to do I'm that. And I'm like, hopefully, I don't know. I think New York, like if the deadline passed, I might not be able to. You might not be able to, but yeah. But I don't, I don't think it did. Okay. So I'm hoping I'll be able to. I know. I, I forgot exactly what number district... Uh, we are now in seventh. here. This is the seventh. Yeah. Uh, but I do know that uh, Greg Edwards, who's a, um, a justice Democrat and brand new Congress member, yeah. is um, 
running. So I know who I'm voting for. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Now, we try. We we've been trying to get him on the show, but it might be a little difficult because uh, he is a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't. So I do not blame him. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. That doesn't influence my uh, my vote at all. No. It would be nice because he's that close. But yeah. listen, that's okay. Um, so yeah, congratulations, uh, Mrs. <laughs> Cortez. Yeah, and uh, we look forward to seeing what now, happens now. Oh yeah, and now we have to ruin everyone's day. We do by entering the one and the only Trump report. Ugh. Have I done a good job? Have I done a good job? Not at all. Probably the least of anybody you've ever met. There's nobody that understands the horror better than me. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Well, listen, there's a couple interesting stories <laughs> we're going to talk about. The first one is definitely part of the Trump report, but it's something that I'm not sure if many people saw coming right away. Hmm. Um do you, are you familiar with Michael Cohen? Yes. I no. believe he's uh, Donald Trump's personal lawyer. His personal lawyer, yeah. yes. And do you know why he's in the news? Yes. Um, his shit was raided by the <laughs> FBI. <laughs> this comes from The Hill. The FBI on Monday raided the office of President Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, and seized emails, tax documents, and records related to his payment to audit film star Stormy Daniels. Uh, but but his emails. <laughs> yeah, it did, it's always involving emails with these politicians, isn't it? Cohen's lawyer, it's funny that the lawyer has to now have a lawyer. I'm sorry. Um, Stephen Ryan is in a, uh, said in a statement that the federal prosecutors in Manhattan obtained a search warrant after receiving a referral in part from special counsel Robert Mueller. Ryan called the search completely inappropriate and unnecessary. Now, Trump went on to uh, the esteemed tweeter... Uh, and he pretty much said that it was a, a very violent raid. They stormed into his office. It was crazy. They blew open the doors. Yep. It's worse than slavery. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not that far, but not too much. Well, not you too, would think so. Probably. So he was probably like, God, I miss the days when, when labor was yep. free. He went on calling it a total witch hunt again for the 1,000th time. Total eclipse of the heart. No, that wasn't <laughs> what I wanted to tweet. No. <laughs> No, yeah. you're the one I want, though. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry. Oh, my God. It's stuck in my head. I can't stop thinking about oh, that song. Fuck you. I Man, know. Fuck Grease. <laughs> it's bad. But. Um, ooh, fuck Grease. <laughs> that, that's a new product from Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say, you know. How come we don't get sponsored by them? I don't know. We make free jokes for I them know. all the time. I know. You can't go to uh, adamandeve.com and enter promo code DUMBLEOVER, but you no. can enter glory. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't oh, help and now, us. Oh, and now we're making cognitive dissonance money. This is bullshit. I, mean, I know. I know. <laughs> Although 50% off, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. And a free sex swing, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I live in a tiny apartment. There's barely room for the bed, let alone a swing. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Now, uh, Michael Cohen did go out and say that, well... It wasn't exactly like Trump had said. Oh, uh, why are you contradicting <laughs> me, Michael? <laughs> it might have been more like they knocked on the door and they asked if they could raid his office. And if he were to say no, they have documents saying they can. And they, Good he, thing he's he, white. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. But they wouldn't have been so nice if you were black. Probably not. No. Uh, but they did. he did say that it was not anything like Trump said, which is interesting. 
But I guess uh, at this point, if you're being raided by the FBI, lying will not help you. So <laughs> don't so don't lie. <laughs> Fucking lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. My lawyers are so good; they have their own lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, everybody in yeah. the Trump administration needs at least two lawyers at this point. Some hot lawyer on lawyer action. <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> the Trump hub. <laughs> other seized documents <laughs> included business records and communications between Cohen and Trump, but the raid does not appear to be directly connected to Mueller's probe of Russian meddling in the 2016 election, according mm. to the Times. Along the materials, agents secured. I paid a lot of money for a Russian probe. <laughs> I thought that was a golden shower. Look, that's all they know about. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't all that was on the menu. No, probably not. Mm-mm. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> among the materials agents secured are those related to Cohen's 130,000 payment to Daniels as part of a non-disclosure agreement related to her alleged 26, uh, 2006, 20, 2006 <laughs> affair with Trump. <laughs> the payment went through just days before the 2016 election. Cohen has admitted to paying Daniels, but denied it violated campaign finances, finance laws. So... <laughs> Just because he says it doesn't. Yeah, That's exactly. the only defense he offers. Listen, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. Yeah. If they had some sort of reason to go into his office and find these documents, they know something or but, they suspect something. But you know who's in bigger trouble? Trump? Well, yeah, he's in trouble. <laughs> but uh, Paul Manafort. Oh, yeah. Who is constantly being charged with new crimes. I know. Every day. <laughs> yeah. It's almost every day at this point. <laughs> Mueller's probably over there like, we got another Manafort one. <laughs> Like, the, what the n- fuck did he do this time? The you news, don't know. The news doesn't even update it anymore. They're just no. like, oh, another yeah, Manafort. CNN charge. should have its own like tracker on the bottom, like, yeah. like to run parallel to the all the news scrolling mm. thing. It'd just be Manafort's indictments. He is going to be in prison for four hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be in jail forever. But I'm totally not guilty. He was only my campaign manager. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's not good when your campaign manager is the one that has all the crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the thing is, none of us thought we were going to win. <laughs> yeah. Th- you know, I wonder how much of that yeah. actually I think is a reason. Yeah, I think that is. Like, they, you might as well go all out because we're not, there's no chance. We pissed off black. We've picked off women. We yeah. pissed off literally every person, even white men. How are we going to win? And Some then you win. Men, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. they, they still got 60 plus million votes. I know. I know. There's no way they saw that coming. There's no, <laughs> no. fucking way. No. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it worked out so well. It did. <laughs> it's such a great, great time in American history. Uh, but we have some other good news we're going to be talking oh, about. Oh, perfect. Uh, but not right now, ah. because now we have to shift over to... <sighs> something is something very bad is going on in Israel slash Palestine right now. Oh wait, wait! Before we get there, What's, I want—I don't want to leave Trump just yet. Oh okay. Oh thank you. <laughs> um, Trump is also telling his uh, advisors to n- become part of the TPP again. Oh yeah, you were so telling me about that. All of you people who were like, "Well, yeah. at least he's good on the trade deals." Right. Not so much. Yeah, that, <laughs> and it's actually a little. It's way more unfortunate for us because that oh, yeah. was the one thing that we were like, okay. I gave him credit, yeah. We gave him yeah, credit, because yeah. he was on the same side as uh, that as we were. 
Sorry, I don't take credit from you people. Yeah, and you see, that's the difference between a, a, an honest politician, which is a rarity these days anyway, yeah. and a guy like Trump. But then the most dishonest. Like, the 100%. thing is, like, yeah. most politicians are dishonest, but he is by far right. the most dishonest. I bet you my and entire- And yet the idiots who voted for him think yeah. he's the most truthful. I bet you my entire life so savings stupid. right now that if we find Bernie Sanders and we ask him what his opinion on TPP is, what do you think he's going to say? Oh, that it's it's still a bad deal. Yeah, <laughs> that's the difference. Trump, you can't take anything the man says for no. for for what it is. You can't. <laughs> Your entire life savings. Yeah, like thirty five bucks. <laughs> I was gonna say twenty seven dollars. That's I, my donation. I can fucking. I, yeah, there we go. I can't even make that donation yeah. right now. <laughs> so Bernie better ask for a little less. Uh, we're gonna have some trouble because I'm gonna have to. I mean, I bought the Bernie mug. Okay. So that was my, it was like 15 bucks. I, I could afford that. I might have to get another mug. <laughs> and the one time I put the... Because he's running for president. The one time I put the tea in there, it was a little too hot and I really did feel the burn. <laughs> 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 Fucking Bernie. <laughs> but, you know, he's running for president, by the way. Oh, yeah. If you, hindsight is twenty twenty. And if you don't follow his Twitter or his Facebook and you don't see these videos that they post oh, every yeah. other day. They're totally they're TV campaign spots. Ads. Yeah. <laughs> they're campaign ads. Look, I just want to say that I would be the greatest for pres <laughs> for I'm good. <laughs> like, I may be running for president. <laughs> like I saw I saw this one where it was all about change and working together and diversity, yeah. and I'm like, Oh yeah, no, that's just a daily video? Because oh, yeah. like, no. This no. is my daily He's, inspirational yeah, campaign exactly. spot. I mean, inspirational video <laughs> <laughs> now while we're on the subject of jews we should be talking about israel and palestine <laughs> because there's fucking problems going on over there and we as the western world or the united states of america are um conflicted at the very least i would say you think the united states is conflicted i think so i think okay. so i was I, I was hanging out with a couple of my friends and they were on Israel's side with this. Well, that's what I mean. I don't think they're conflicted. I oh. think they're totally pro-Israel. Well, yeah. and the, yeah. a lot of people seem to be. Oh, yeah. A lot of people seem to be. Um, this, And you know why? Like, this is the thing that people don't talk about. Yeah. Most of the reason why is because of religion. Mm -hmm. Because the Christians oh, yeah. believe that Israel needs to control that space exactly. for the second coming exactly. to happen. Right. And I told them, just pace yourself and give it another 30 seconds and you <laughs> might get the second coming. <laughs> Take a break. Yeah. Pull out. Take a take a walk around the house. Yes, conservatives, please pull out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, please don't breed. <laughs> please don't breed. Uh, this is, comes from Hearts, H-A-A-R-E-T-Z.com. Don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a place where I could rent a car from. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Hearts Rental. <laughs> they gave me a Fiat. <laughs> oh, my God. Never mind. Just go because we can't. We have to get I through this quickly. I know. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn calls for review of UK arms sales to Israel over uh, the Gaza or Gaza. As Gaza I, Strip. I know, but I heard somebody on Fox News call it Gaza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it Sean Hannity? <laughs> it was not. But I was like, that's not how you pronounce that. No. Uh, border debts. So I'm just going to read a little bit about this and then we can talk about what's going on there. I mean, you, you're, you're pretty much, everybody who's listening should know exactly where we stand on this already yeah. without us having to say it. But uh, this is directly more toward the UK anyway. Uh, British Labour Party head uh, Jeremy Corbyn called for a review of arms sales to Israel in a message condemning its illegal and inhumane actions against the Palestinians protesting on the border with Gaza. Mm -hmm. Gaza. <laughs> Which is so stupid. So, Which I think even, I mean, honestly, if you're a Western power, even if 
the people you're selling weapons to aren't using them for mass atrocities, which right. most of them are, they are especially yeah. in our case. Mm -hmm. uh, you should be reviewing those thing those contracts anyway and maybe you should think about not selling weapons that would be nice yeah yeah how many times has the u.s gotten to the same fucking problem how many times are our soldiers being killed with our own fucking weapons it's amazing it happens all the time i know it happens all the fucking time now i don't have the exact numbers as to the incident that he's referring to i think it was like i want to say 16 protesters yeah. or something like that were um were shot down on the border between israel and and uh the Palestine area. Cause I it's heard there were a, a lot injured though, like over a lot yeah. injured. Yeah. And it gets worse every single day and the bombings are getting worse and worse. And if you're starting to see pictures of what, what this area is starting to look like, Austin, it's fucking bad. Oh, I mean, it's always been bad. It's basically an open air prison. It's genocide. Yeah. Look, I'm going to show Austin this picture from, you see that? Oh yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's it, crazy. It, it looks like uh, Aleppo. It does. It really does. What's Aleppo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Aleppo is, uh, but Man, what is Aleppo? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, are you kidding me? <laughs> no. What is Aleppo? Is that like a new yogurt? <laughs> it does what sound like is a yogurt. Aleppo. But um, it, God, Johnson, you're such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Can't believe people voted for him. <laughs> a lot of people voted for him, Austin. Ah! <laughs> um, no, don't worry. I'll do all my libertarian bashing later. Okay. In the bigly topic. Oh, I can't wait. Because there's a lot. Um, this also from Patheos or Patheos, um, dot com. Uh, yes, what Israel is doing to the Palestines is actually genocide. Huh. Shocking. Right? Um, in the article says, in the Israel-Palestine conflict, is Israel guilty of genocide against the Palestinians? Yes. Yeah. yeah they are. Huh. And it gets worse every single day. And we are legitimately ignoring it. Oh, yeah. And that's okay, because oh, yeah. most politicians here are, are going to be on the side of Israel. They're our biggest allies, yeah. Exactly. And the, the kooks on the right think that, well, we need them. We need them for Jesus to come back. Oh, my God. It's so fucking stupid. He's not coming back. I'm sorry. Was I supposed to say spoiler not alert? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's a one and done for sure. <laughs> Was I supposed to say spoiler alert? I think so. Okay. Spoiler yeah. alert. Your religion's a hoax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not what I was supposed to say? Oh, speaking of things that we should talk about, though, um, also, yeah. the head of the American Atheist, David Silverman, has been put on suspension. Um, there was a complaint made against him, but nobody knows. They haven't released what that complaint was, so we don't really? know if it's, like, sexual assault oh, or- Oh, please, um, I'd not be that. Or, like, financial misdeeds. We're right. not sure yet, but- But, it, but something happened. But, yeah, so- uh, they're investigating, and they say they claim they're going to release information as they know it. So we'll find out. Okay, but that's just for all of our skeptic and atheist listeners. I yeah. thought might want to know that. Yeah, the uh, atheist community has taken a hit the last few weeks. Um, oh yeah. Just reading through a lot of articles, one specifically about how a lot of atheists are starting to really get to that danger side of the alt right. Oh yeah, huh? Funny. I remember somebody talking about that not that long ago. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> uh, let's stick with religion for our next topic. Okay. This is from Yahoo.com. Uh, Pope Francis requests the Roman Catholic Church priests be given the right to get married. Ah, uh, finally. Now, listen. You can say whatever you want about Pope Francis, but- uh, 
he's a slightly better than average pope that That's presides over the biggest pedophile <laughs> ring the world has ever seen. Yes, okay. but what you started that sentence off with is what I'm gonna I'm gonna dwell on for a little okay. bit. <laughs> he is the most progressive pope that we've ever seen, and definitely in our yeah, lifetime. That's not exactly what I said, but okay, that's true. It's fucking true though. Yeah. Compared, I last week he said the hell doesn't exist. There is no hell. That goes against <laughs> what the Catholics talk about. So they've been talking about hell for. For thousands, a thousand yeah. years or more, yeah. more than that. Yeah, he's just saying that's all Pope fiction. And he's like, <laughs> you really wanted to say <laughs> I that. I did it. I wanted to, you say, re- yes. wanted to say that. Yes. yes, it is Pope fiction, Austin. <laughs> Pope Francis. That's a stupid joke. <laughs> Pope, Pope Francis has requested that Roman Catholic priests be given the right to get married. The request applies to priests in Brazil and is on the agenda for an upcoming uh, church console <laughs> in the Amazon region. That just sounds like there's going to be a lot of children involved. <laughs> oh, the hateful eight-year-olds. <laughs> uh, this controversial move would address the critical shortage of men joining the priesthood. No, no, no. That is not what it is attacking. Oh, my God. A small number of married Roman Catholic priests already exists. What? Didn't know that. But uh, they're the ones not molesting children. <laughs> I guess uh, you're probably right. Yeah. Including previously married... Um, uh, Ang- Anglican vicars, Vic- vicars. Uh, I don't know. I don't know church lingo. Yeah, the, all those religious words. I yeah. don't know what they mean. Uh, a request to lift the ban on marriage was made by Brazilian Bishop Cardinal Claudio Humes, uh, who reportedly asked the Pope to consider. Uh, uh, that's that's in Portuguese, so I'm not reading that. Uh, meaning married of great faith as priests. Mm. Now I don't know how much that, like how far this is going to go, no. but. This does have the potential to really stop a lot of the abuse. Oh yeah, because if you're a priest from like the age of <laughs> well, well, it depends though. Because wasn't there a bit of an addendum to the what he's asking for? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was my joke. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was my joke. Okay, good. Um, I I made a, a joke in reference to this that he also asked for the age of consent to be dropped. Obviously, <laughs> 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 that joke was so good that. Like, I, I wasn't sure if it was real or not, because really? I could totally oh, see that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, but no, he is not, as far as I know. That. Maybe he is. I don't know. That would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would create a lot of that problems. That would create a lot more yeah. problems. Um, but, oh, my God. But if you enter the priesthood at the age of, like, 20, and you are not supposed to have sex, or get married at least, well, no, both, uh, for the rest of your life as a priest, mm-hmm. and you stay a priest until you're 70, it's 50 years of not having sex. That's a lot of the Except reason- they don't go that long, and they we don't. all know what happens. And, but that's the reason why. You know, it's like, if you Some allow- Some the reason why, I think- I know. Yeah, I think um, that profession gives pedophiles cover, too. How many people do you think enter the because then nobody just thinks to be a pedophile? Well, that's what I mean, because nobody would question you. Like, nobody right. would think it's weird that you've never been in a relationship right. or, yeah. you know, like, never seemed interested how, in... How many priests go to prison for what they do? It doesn't seem to happen that often. Not many. Not no. enough. Not nearly not, enough. Not nearly yeah. enough. No. So, it's a, it's a strange situation, but I think this would help a lot. What mm-hmm. do you think? Yeah. I think... Well, yeah, I think that is a big... I mean... For one thing, it would definitely probably um, get more "quote unquote" normal people. <laughs> Listen, I mean, you can only be so normal. If that's I was going to say, do for if, a you're, if you're yeah. still preaching about yeah. you know a character that could I'm be saying, very like, well be in Harry like Potter, maybe slightly better than the sexual predators that are there now. Yeah, it it would it would help. Yeah. It would help if you yeah. give them an option to get married, and they can at least have you know 
once a, what what do married couples have sex once a year? That's better than nothing. That's <laughs> <laughs> like that Robin Williams joke. He's like, I don't know why people are so against same sex marriage. Anybody who's been married knows it's always the same sex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now. Uh, we'll move on from, uh, you know, potentially having sex with children to uh, having Wait a sex. I don't like the way that was phrased. With <laughs> animals. Oh, <laughs> that did not get better. <laughs> now, I really wanted this to be a. Sp- I noticed Dexter ran and hit. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted this to be a fake thing or fake article. I really did, uh, but fake news. Yeah, I wanted it to be so bad, but it's not because I looked it up. And this really happened. So the good news is Louisiana has banned sex with animals. Okay. 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 First of all, that's let's one of talk those about that. Where it's like, I didn't know you'd need a law. <laughs> no. Well, first of all. But okay. First, okay. Good the, for them. So it took until 2018. They're making America great again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's sure. <laughs> So the ten that uh, voted against awesome. <laughs> this this means yeah exactly. So this means a couple things. One, yeah. first of all, it took them until 2018 to do this. Number one. Number two, enough people had to be having sex with animals to pass a law. <laughs> They're yeah. not just going to pass a law if nothing happens, correct? So that I means they yeah. had to have had somebody walk into a bird shop and say, "Oh, Polly want a cracker?" Okay, and be really? Like, I'm you're buying, going with a bird? Yeah, I'm going with a bird. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with a bird. I don't know how you can have sex with a bird. <laughs> I don't know. You can train it to say stuff. <laughs> like, like, oh, hello, daddy. <laughs> wow. It's a dirty talking parrot. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's like, fuck me. Fuck me. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Dogs can't do that. <laughs> oh, God, no. But anyway, the real scary part to this. Oh, well, I'm glad there's a real scary part. Is not that. It all seemed pretty scary to me. It's the fact that Louisiana law to ban sex with animals wins Senate vote 25 to 10. To 10. To 10. So there's 10 who are like, I'm not so sure about this. There are 10 people who said, (laughs) no, this is not good. We have to stop this from happening. We need to have more of a debate about (laughs) the animal fucking. (laughs) We can have a master debate. Oh, no. <laughs> animal fucking. The state Senate has approved a bill designed to make it clear that bestiality is illegal in Louisiana. <laughs> a law <laughs> on the books. And beauty and the bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Uh, maybe that was the name of the law. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Um. A law on the books prohibits crimes against nature, but <laughs> but it also outlaws so-called sodomy and was ruled unconstitutional in 2003. Okay. New so did they get rid of the against sodomy part? Well, we'll, we'll find out. Okay. Um, New Orleans Senator uh, J.P. Morrell says that it's important that state that the state has a way to arrest someone for having sex with animals. He told fellow lawmakers, God forbid you vote against this bill. Good luck explaining it. Ten senators voted against it. (laughs) The measure does specify that previously illegal forms of sodomy are no longer against the law. Anal sexual intercourse between two human beings shall not be deemed as a crime. That just got lifted. Of course. Which is crazy. Because fucking New Orleans is there. Yeah, you would you 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 would you could say that this bill was rear-ended. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yes. I love it. Bad jokes all around. <laughs> and that's it. That's the article. That's the article. That's the article, okay. Austin. There's have, no more. What else, else do you need? Yeah, you don't no. need to say you don't need to write more. So let's Ten get people the old reach around. <laughs> and stroke that dog dick. <laughs> <What is it? laughs> so it was a Senate bill, right? It was a Senate bill sixty nine? <laughs> There's, there's a lot of jokes that could come from this. I know. <laughs> oh, that gives man. a whole new meaning to pet sounds. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like now when you have buy it, when you purchase a pet, you have to like check in a box. Were you planning on having sex with this animal? Yes or no? Not if, right if, now. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. Yeah. In the future. <laughs> that's a whole new definition of grabbing them by the pussy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh there I don't are have sex with animals. <laughs> no. No. Dawson, that's Not all anymore. That's all I got, Austin. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. That's all you got? Yeah. Okay. Other like small stories that we don't have to talk about is um like David Hogg got accepted into college after oh, good. being uh, rejected by many universities. He is going to take a year off and gonna be working in the twenty eighteen campaigns. And of course a bunch of um Technologically ignorant senators grilled a robot who was head of Facebook. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mark Zuckercorn or whatever his name is. Yep, that was another one that uh, um, happened. Yeah. Zuckercorn. <laughs> Did you see the meme that the, somebody created of him? No. They made. You remember? Uh, you ever? You watch Star Trek? Yeah. Remember Data? Or yeah. They took oh, they him, put him there. That's and they funny. made him Data, but they called him Data something like um, uh, Data Breacher or something oh, yeah. like That's that. That's funny. Pretty pretty good. I'm trying to think. Um, that won the internet for a day. And of course, uh, we're on the warpath with Syria right now. Yeah, it's there, kind of a big story. <laughs> there was a that was a big story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> so it's that's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump is now openly tweeting hostile things at uh, yeah. Syria and Russia and Russia. Um, apparently moving warships closer and closer to said countries. And there'll be so many beautiful missiles. <sighs> This was a bad week. Yeah, it was bad. This was a bad week. Yeah. Uh, but I have some good news. Oh, and good. you're going to tell us about said good news. That's right. Because something happened just yesterday that we're pretty excited about. <laughs> Austin, what time is it, first of all? Oh, it is time for the Bigly topic. Yes. And this Now, bigly- originally the Bigly topic was going to be something else. Right. But when we heard this news, we had I had to. a change of heart. <laughs> I am so fucking excited for this Bigly topic. Yeah, so this week's Bigly topic is the one, the only, yes. the dearly departed yes. Paul Ryan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so yes, you heard that right. This week we're going to waste our time oh. talking about a guy who just decided not to run for re-election. Oh, Oh, he didn't. No. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Uh, but in my defense, I think we should be aware of how awful he is. Just in case he decides to run uh, to run for something again, I have a which feeling would not shock me if he runs for president. Yeah, I have a or feeling, or if he becomes a high profile lobbyist, which would be just as bad. Do you know who he's going to work for? I don't know who's he gonna is work. going to work for the Koch brothers. Oh yeah, that's one hundred percent. And I do think that's what's unlike the former Speaker of the House, who is now uh, working for a marijuana lobby. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah Boehner. Yeah, get yeah. out of here. Good yep. for him. What happened to him? He just he turned into a left winger? <laughs> no, I think he saw the green and thought mm. I could sling some green for some green. Mm. All right. So uh, let's... 420. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Austin. Blaze it. All right. Uh, let's start the story when Paul Ryan was 16. 
Uh, no, it's not going where you think it is. <laughs> I was going to say, because he is Catholic, isn't he? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. That's even worse than I was thinking. Okay. okay. Oh, what were you thinking? <clears throat> I was just saying, like, any story about a 16-year-old boy usually starts with... Anyway. Um, oh, he's, yeah. ru- he's you know, rubbing the Jesus tube. Yeah. yeah. But you have to have blood pumping in your heart to get that going, so... <laughs> 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 so uh, when Paul Ryan was 16, actually, something really horrible did happen to him that I feel bad about. Okay. Uh, he found his father dead, oh, having suffered a heart attack. Jesus. Yeah. A no condition that, uh, that right. uh, Paul Ryan himself does not need to fear since he has no heart. <laughs> you still find a way to... <clears throat> yeah, I know. That's <laughs> Sorry. Okay. He's just such an asshole. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a great segment. <laughs> um, but I want you to remember that moment because it is the last time I'm going to say something that's going to make you feel any sympathy for Paul Ryan. <laughs> Okay, so can let me absorb it for one second. Yes, go ahead. I'm going to have a sip of this okay. wonderful, wonderful IPA. It's really good. It's so, so good. All right, I'm done uh, mourning. Okay. So um, after the death of Paul Ryan's father, Paul collected Social Security survivor's benefits until his 18th birthday. Mm. He used this money to pay for his college education. Yes, you heard that 100% right. Paul Ryan used Social Security money, the very program he spent most of his life trying to dismantle, to pay for his college education. And that I, is 100% true. I want you to know something. Yeah. Uh, my blood is boiling uh, yes. right now. Okay, good. I'm actually mad. Yeah. I'm actually mad yes, by that. Yes, <laughs> and you should be. Um, so uh, Paul Ryan went to college at Miami University, and no, uh, not the fun one, the one in Ohio. Oh, <clears> God, <throat> yeah. The f- he earned fake Miami. Yeah. He earned a bachelor's degree in economics and political science. Okay. By apparently not paying attention to anything they had to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How's now, that tax bill? Good? Yeah. Now, him. while he was there, he became interested in the writings of Milton Friedman, mm-hmm. Ludwig von Mises, mm-hmm. and- uh, Adolf Hitler. Frederick Hayek. Ah. No, close. Oh, close. <laughs> That's really close. Okay. Now, books by these authors and a polo shirt and khakis would make a great <laughs> libertarian douchebag starter kit. <laughs> But Paul wasn't done being a douche. <laughs> no, of course he not. He was also very, very much interested in the writings of an angry little heartless troll named Ayn Rand. Oh, no. Yes, Ayn Rand, the oh, name no. that always pops up when discussing self-important fuckfaces <laughs> <laughs> who think they are the answer to the question, who is John Galt? <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, Paul Ryan is what the we on the internet would call a randroid and no that's not the secret code name for rand paul who may in fact be an android programmed by ron paul to carry out a legacy of stupid and unachievable libertarian fantasy and thinly veiled racism only to have uh, malfunctioned and run amok and was nearly stopped by a heroic neighbor that tried the best to tackle the problem by himself <laughs> you feel better now i do feel so much better <laughs> fuck you okay uh. <laughs> <laughs> you just threw a temper change yes. oh uh, my God. By the way, that guy that tackled uh, Rand Paul is going to be my hero forever. He is a 100% hero. It's just so funny. He's a hero. Especially because he just got mad. Like, from what we can tell, it seems like he was just angry about his lawn. <laughs> like, I know. It is total. Oh that God. is like the. That is peak, like, angry suburban white guy. And listen, it, and it sparked one of the greatest titles to our episodes ever, <laughs> Atlas Slug. Yes. <laughs> some of the greatest things yes. ever. Go on. Um, oh, I'm sure during his youth, Paul Ryan was an insufferable hobgoblin with the abs of a recently crucified Jesus statue. <laughs> 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 but, but he didn't become a national problem until 1998, 
when he was elected to the House of Representatives by the first district of Wisconsin, a place that should be taken and shot into space by Elon Musk, if only there were any justice in the universe. <laughs> I love this. In 1998, before he took up the mantle as most vicious and heartless budget guru, I ran on an extreme anti-choice platform. He has a 100% rating from anti-choice groups. Mm. And during the 2012 campaign, um, this was written about him on Progressive.org. Quote, Ryan, despite the press releases saying that the Romney-Ryan ticket does not oppose abortion, even in uh, cases of rape and incest, has opposed these exceptions as a member of Congress. Also, despite distancing himself from Todd Akin's controversial assertion that women who are raped are somehow too scared to get pregnant, oh. Ryan co-sponsored a bill with Akin oh. that would redefine rape, providing federal assistance only to victims of, quote-unquote, forcible rape. Oh! Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's that. <laughs> so there's multiple types of rape now. Apparently. Very good. Um, he nice. was also a vocal supporter of the disastrous wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yes, he was. But perhaps he's most famous for is the Paul Ryan budget. Mm -hmm. The Paul Ryan budget was the perhaps the most dangerous and heartless piece of financial legislation ever written. It actually drew condemnatory response from the Catholic Church. You know, the one that protects pedophiles. And the one that he's associated <laughs> yes, with. As being too horrible to the poor. The Catholic Church said that. Uh, yes. This is what The Atlantic wrote about the budget bill. He repeals Obamacare. He cuts federal support for Medicaid. He cuts another $1 trillion from mandatory spending, which is a, decept or a deceptively anodyne catch-all for mostly cash, cash assistance to the unemployed, low-income, and veterans, and retirement programs for veterans and uh, federal employees. The tax plan would cut the top rate to 25%, a 15-point reduction. Well, not anymore. Uh, for income above 450000 But somehow, it would also collect the same amount of revenue as the president's current policy. Mm -hmm. The president at the time being Barack Obama. Right, yeah. correct. So quick math. Uh, if you cut the top uh, cut the tax rates for the top 0.1% in half, the only way to make the same amount of money is to a practically wipe out all of the other tax advantages right. or to raise taxes disproportionately on the bottom 99.9%. .9%. Oh, can I tell you which one they did? Yes, go ahead, Tom. The second one. That's right. As written, this is almost certainly a plan to raise taxes on the same lower middle class, which is getting hit with massive spending cuts. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there is the recent tax bill, the um, thing that I'm sure kept him hard for much longer than the four hours <laughs> most uh, erectile dysfunction pill commercials warn us about. <laughs> <laughs> He's still erect. <laughs> we all know how terrible the tax bill is. Yes. Um, but that had been his dream since he thought about running for office and becoming the Bond villain he turned out to be. Oh Ryan has also offered political cover to Devin Nunes, uh, another thug from a bad 80s action movie, <laughs> who's been trying to protect his favorite blonde-haired sugar daddy, Donald Trumpsfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was chosen to be Speaker of the House after John Boehner left and presided over possibly the most far-right and irresponsible House of Representatives in modern history. Ryan believes uh, federal poverty production programs uh, are ineffective, and he supports cuts to welfare, child care, Pell Grants, food stamps, and other federal assistance programs. He supports block-granting Medicaid to the states and privatization of Social Security and Medicare. He also opposed the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act of 2009, which would have bolstered women's rights to equal pay for equal work. 
Um, he supported school vouchers and supported the No Child Left Behind Act in 2001, and it's and it's repeal the Every Student Succeeds Act in uh, 2015. So he, oh my God, he supported both the bill and the repeal. How about that? Yeah, that's really strange. Now here he hedges his bets. He's unsure and believes climate change scientists are unsure of the impact of human activity on climate change. Okay. Ryan supports tax incentives for the petroleum industry and opposes them for renewable energy, though. He also supports gun rights and opposes stricter gun control. So, in summation, Mm -hmm. Paul Ryan is exactly what would come out of a machine if conservatives built one to make the most perfect embodiment of their ideology. He's a dangerous sociopath whose strict adherence to disproven ideas and ignorant dogma has made him one of the most effective purveyors of immoral policies to spread its tentacles into the Washington establishment. And it shows how far right the country has gone when Paul fucking Ryan was Speaker of the House. And who could replace him and be any further right? Franklin Graham? Like, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Much like his hero, Ayn Rand, he was a hypocrite and used government programs when it suited him while trying to eliminate those programs for any other Americans. And this is directly to Paul. I could not be happier that you are leaving. Mm -hmm. And I hope that your entire party follows your lead. When standing at the podium at your recent press conference announcing your retirement, you said, I'd like to think I'd done my part. And you have, you sniveling, heartless coward. You stood up in front of a nation for two decades and spread hatred for the poor, disingenuous policy ideas, and shielded the worst elements of your party from inquiry during your term as speaker. You scapegoated immigrants and tried to literally redefine rape. And despite being a randroid, you actually ignored the one part of Ayn Rand's philosophy, atheism, that uh, might have even been worth talking about. And continue to adhere yourself to the Catholic Church, the giant institution that demonizes women's health and birth control, while aiding and abetting vicious child molesters. You've taken up with the worst elements of Western society, and it's almost a shame that there's no such thing as a hell, because if there were, it's almost certainly where you deserve to end up. And that's it. <laughs> yes. So, fuck you, Paul Ryan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel? I feel better. Yeah? I feel better. You've been... That, that's so been built up gone. for years. <laughs> yes. That's like yes. a two-week load. Yeah. But it's like a four-year <laughs> load. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's not much to say. There's, yeah. No. I, I just... At one point, I, I'm just... In my head, I'm like, no, no, no. Just let him go. <laughs> yeah. I had other jokes I could have made in between there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Paul Ryan is literally the Republican wet dream. Oh, yeah. He is He's what, everything they wanted and everything Ted Cruz yep. wishes he were. So pretty much Ronald Reagan jerking off over the GOP logo yeah. and what came out, Paul Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> or like a joke I cut out if Eddie Munster had grown up to be an actual monster. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, we here at Dumb All Over <laughs> are very fucking happy <laughs> yes. that Paul Ryan yes. is no longer going to be yep. infiltrating our government and spreading his hateful conservative values. And we're even happier that it's possible he could be replaced by somebody who actually worked for a fucking living. Yeah. Not just that. It's not even just that. Yeah. The potential Democratic winner of that could be a, uh, could be a progressive. Yeah. To go from alt-right yeah. to a progressive Democrat. Well, I wouldn't call him alt-right. Eh, he's close. He's yeah, close, well, his, Austin. His, his stuff is more... I think you're right. He's more along the lines of traditional, he is a terrible pro- Republican values. He is values. a professional politician at the yeah. best. Yeah. And that's what separates him from the alt-right and the yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. But value-wise, he's all right. 
in a, a lot, lot of, of ways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their outcomes would be the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know He's what? just not as overt about it. I'm not afraid to call him alt right. He's all no. right. And I'm yeah. so happy. Yesterday when I saw that news, I thought it was fake. I thought there was some kind of mess up or CNN was trolling us. Well, they, and they've been talking about it for a while. They keep saying, oh, Paul Ryan's thinking about leaving. They but have. I didn't think he'd actually I announce it. I didn't think it. so either. I didn't think he'd never, I never thought he'd do it. I thought, yeah, he'll say that just to make it look like, you know, but then he'd be this he- heroic, ah, you know what? The Republicans have to win. And I'm yeah. going to say, you know, this could be a bunch of reasons. This could be for a bunch of reasons. One, the Koch brothers, which I firmly believe he's going to be working for in the next calendar, by the calendar year's end, yeah. uh, have offered him a job already or- That wouldn't shock me. Nope. Or he just knows he can't win. Yeah. You know- couple government shutdowns and he has something to do with it this tax bill which is proving to be terrible for us which yep. we all said it would and just the years of being this person that he yeah. is yep. wisconsin is going to be blue yeah every state is yep. going to have a blue wave yep. and he was going to be a victim of it yep. and instead of going down in embarrassment like that he chose he to do resigns. what a lot of Republicans have been doing, yeah. just saying, Good. not going to run for re-election. And if anybody is listening who might be a Republican politician that is following <laughs> conservative values, because <laughs> yeah. we have spoken to Republicans who are progressive That's true, platform, yeah. um, retire. Yeah. You're not going to win. No. Some of you will. Some of you will. Yeah. But not forever. Nope. Thank you, Paul Ryan. Yes. Yeah, and goodbye. I hope you, you feel better. Giant piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very much I feel better now. So now we need to take a much-needed break, relax, cool the engines, <laughs> because we're going to be speaking next with a progressive politician yeah, who is looking to make a difference in the uh, midterms coming up. And who's not Paul Ryan. <laughs> He's not Paul Ryan. So right. we'll, we'll be right back with um, Niels Paulson. Sounds good. Welcome back. Uh, joining us now, as promised, is Niels Paulson. He is running for Congress in California's 5th Congressional District. How are you, Niels? I'm doing pretty great. How about yourself? Not too bad. Hopefully I pronounced the name correctly. Yeah, Nils, like Hills. You got it pretty Perfect. well. Perfect. Oh, good All job, right, Tom. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often in the show. Pronunciations are uh, difficult for me, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Sometimes right you forget your own name. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually happens. Um, thank you for we joining us. We interview a lot of Nilses too, right? We do, yeah. But uh, for the most part, um, I get their names pretty accurately. Yeah, you actually did a good job. I did mess up a couple, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. We're pretty excited to have you on. Um, why don't yeah, you tell us a here. little bit about yourself? Because um, we we joined, we, we became friends on Facebook, and that's how we found each other. Uh, but I'd like to know a little bit more about you, if you could. Sure. Well, I, I would say, uh, starting with the why, uh, I'm a dad, and I care about future generations. And I see that we can be doing things in a different way. And so I feel inspired to be a part of the shift that's happening in our culture. And it's happening on so many different levels, political, economic, social, but the shift to living in a way that takes care of each other, that shares, that takes care of our home planet that we all co-inhabit and that, you know, that creates an economy and a society that actually meets the needs of everyday people and not just, you know, the wealthiest one-tenth of one percent. So I feel inspired to 
participate in that shift. And it feels like my quest right now is to run for Congress. That's um, awesome. You know, some, some folks have the quest of running for city council. I honor that. Some folks have the quest of, you know, doing independent media. I honor that. It takes all levels. Um, I'm, a, I'm a working dad in California's uh, 5th Congressional District, as you mentioned. So that's the, the North Bay area from Sonoma County, where the big wildfires were last year, oh, okay. uh, out, to, out to the East Bay and Vallejo and Martinez, and then up through the Napa Valley, the wine country that people are familiar with all across the country sure. through Napa Valley, uh, and up to rural Lake County, where I, uh, I lived for several years as a teacher. Um, oh, very nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm an everyday dude, and I'm running for office. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what, kind of, what, what did you teach in school? Uh, I taught, well, I mean, I, I subbed for many years and taught all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, but I ended up landing teaching high school history, um, influenced strongly by Howard Zinn and the tradition of a people's history and sort of social movement history. But I was teaching U.S. and world history to high school students, and now I teach adults. I teach anatomy and physiology oh, wow. at mm. the, the World School in San Francisco. Very nice. Oh, that's cool. War itself is the enemy of the human race. My favorite quote from Howard Zinn. <laughs> I'm uh, uh I, I love Howard Zinn. Uh, also, it, it seems like there's a correlation with um, progressive candidates that we've interviewed and history teaching. Yeah, oh. we've had we've, <laughs> we've had several, and then I'm I, I was going to school for uh, history as well. So I mean, it, when you think about it, it's not that shocking. No, not really. People who understand history. Well, true. Yeah, <laughs> you, you see what happened well, in the past. Then those who don't understand the history are doomed to repeat it, as Malcolm X and so many have reminded us. So you know, hopefully we'll. Will actually be, have a chance to learn from from what's happened to the human race so far, and have a chance to evolve consciously. Exactly, mm-hmm. I love that. That's awesome. So, was there a particular moment that inspired you to run? Was there like one standout moment that you just said, "This is my calling"? Sure. Um, I mean, I, I was I've been doing grassroots activism for many years. I actually, you know, I've been a I've been a part of the political revolution for ever since I was a teenager. But I started sort of getting burnt out, and then I found my my calling ten years ago to do local, uh, nonpartisan, just grassroots building community resilience, local food security, protecting the local watershed. I mean, stuff that kind of everyone can buy into, and wasn't wasn't doing electoral stuff. Uh, and I had a community radio show where at one point I interviewed uh, a candidate who was challenging. uh, We have a long-time corporate Democratic establishment sort of incumbent that's been in there for going on 20 years now. Mm -hmm. So uh, four years ago in the 2014 midterm, I interviewed the the opposition, the challenger, and that sort of planted the seed for me, thinking I may run for office someday. And so then as we got closer to the 2016 election, I went out to uh, to see if I wanted to do this, I went out to Washington D.C. and I met my representative and expressed the concern of my generation. I'm a millennial. I expressed my concern about wealth inequality and climate change and the healthcare system that's not taking care of people and the student debt crisis. And w- what I got was kind of the runaround. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't hear anything very meaningful. In fact, the only real quote that I left with that felt really important was when he said, you'll never get money out of politics. Like a literal quote, you'll never get money out of politics. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, challenge accepted. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I went home and, I, and, and when it was time to like declare, and this was like right on that trip, like two days later, Bernie Sanders made his declaration that he's running for president. Oh, very good. 
And then I got home and I was, I was, it was time to declare or not declare as a candidate. And I was clicking around on the Federal Election Commission website with all the campaign finance disclosures from the, the politicians. And I saw just for that election cycle alone, half a million dollars uh, from the world's worst corporations and lobbyists. Right. You, I mean, you name it, right? Uh, big banks, military industrial complex, mm-hmm. big pharma, and that's who's funding our Democrat. And so I knew I had to do it. No one was challenging him. I had to run. So I ran in 2016 and doing it again this year. Very nice. Um, so tell us a little bit about your district because you kind of alluded to your, your opponent. Uh, who is your opponent and what's the the general consensus of your actual district? Sure. Uh, my opponent's name is Mike Thompson. He's uh, a 10-term Democrat. Uh, he's no, what's known as a blue dog Democrat, which sort of delineates him as a more uh, centrist, uh, mm-hmm. neoliberal, uh, war hawkish Democrat. Uh, yeah. The the population of my district, I mean, this feels like Bernie country. This feels like, you know, the, the Sonoma County is like, this is like the North Bay area. You know, this is like, in many right. ways, incredibly a progressive area. Um, I'm sitting right mm-hmm. now uh, in Sebastopol, where I, my my other day job is at a sustainability nonprofit, and the 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 ethos here is very eco friendly, social justice oriented, standing with Standing Rock. Everybody, you know, listens to Democracy Now, and that's like that's the vibe here. <laughs> um, and then there's also you know a tremendous Latino community and a lot of like. Uh, migrant workers who are uh, disenfranchised and underrepresented. There's a housing crisis throughout the Bay Area. I, I was I was displaced from my home uh, in a, by a wildfire in 2015, and in the housing crisis, it took me like six months to even find a place that I could afford. Um, so the housing crisis wow. is very real. Um, wealth inequality is very real, uh, and then it gets out to to Vallejo, which is kind of like in the the northeast Bay, and there's a lot of uh, you know it's like former. Uh, former base military naval base town and uh there's a lot of sort of uh economic instability there as well uh, and also having dealt with so many of these recent wildfires we're, we're dealing with the consequences of climate change uh we're dealing with uh, a need to be protecting our our, our watersheds and t- you know taking care of our, our ecosystem in a more resilient way so that uh as things continue to change as we go into the future, we're, we're ready and we're ready to bounce back when the unexpected happens, like wildfires well, okay. and droughts. And that was, you know, that was actually going to be my, one of my next questions because you said you live in the area, well, at least one of the areas, because it was a huge wildfire that was affected. Um, just out of curiosity, how is how how has it been dealing with that? Because we were from Pennsylvania, so if we get a wildfire, fire, it's more of a brush fire, and it's put oh, out yeah. within hours. So, I just out of curiosity, I know it's not really political, but what's that like dealing with? I mean, it's the thing is, it is political. I mean, sure, on, on some level, like the fire doesn't care what party you belong to, and like right. it's just it's just coming, you know. Like there were there were record wildfires in 2015 when I was living in Lake County. And like, I don't know if you remember that far back, but that stuff made national news. Cause it was at the time that it was called the Valley fire. It was the second most destructive wildfire in California's history. And that's the right. one that, that displaced me from my home. And, okay. uh, one thing that I noticed in the, the wake of that fire and doing like community relief efforts was that people didn't care about, each other's politics during that time like one of the ranchers that i met whose house burned down who lost everything he had uh not everything though he he survived his wife survived you know they just lost their house and he had 180 head of cattle and they all survived by taking to the water they all climbed in the pond when the fire came 
And he said when he wow. went to feed when he went to feed the cattle a couple of days after the, they put the fire out, he went to feed them. And usually the cattle, the cows are in there like the alpha ones are like nudging aside the little runts and they're mm-hmm. like kind of a little war just to get the food. But this time after the fire, he went to feed them and they weren't, you know, they were, they were like filing in Zen and peacefully sharing and the big wow. ones were making sure the little ones got enough. And it's like, that's the way the people were after the fire. It's like, okay, politics be damned. Like we all need food. We all need water and medicine. We all need basic services. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, it's not a political thing and, and it is too. And right. then I moved to this Sonoma County where the huge fire happened in 2017, <laughs> just, just recently. So yeah, it's, it's on people's minds. I mean, you can tell during the summer how dry the land is, the drought, it definitely feels to me related to climate change. And, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know if I'm answering your question. It's, it's, it's on people's minds and it's more than just like, you know, getting money to rebuild. We actually need to be rethinking the way we're managing our resources so that we're, we're resilient to begin with. No, you definitely answered my question. Yeah. It was just more of like it, watching it from a distance was scary enough yeah i couldn't yeah. i couldn't even imagine what it was like living in that kind of a situation so yeah, and there just, are neighborhoods that are still just completely like like it's just a bomb was dropped there like there's some really? you know some some people have like cleared their lots to start rebuilding but Jeez. for the most part there are places you drive through neighborhoods and it's like ash and then chimneys sticking up because the chimneys are the only part of the house that didn't wow. burn down like chimneys wow. and like some like 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 kind of melted uh deformed looking uh, appliances Oh, that's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. So you you did mention in that that the and it's pretty obvious that the environment means a lot to you. What's um what what are some of the other issues that uh you believe you represent the best? What are you going to focus on uh if you do win the 5th congressional district? Uh one thing that is really important to me is Medicare for all. Uh, this is a big part of my, my lineage was, uh, losing my father to cancer and then losing our family home to, uh, debt from the medical bills because, you know, that just dealing with like the level of insurance that he had, he couldn't afford the care that he needed. He died deeply in debt. My stepmom had to move across the Bay and leave her community. And so it was that, that's, it, it seemed like a really stark illustration. And this was like, this was back in 2008, right after Michael Moore's film Sicko came out. And since then Mm -hmm. we've been seeing all these like, you know, the evidence of how single payer, universal healthcare, Medicare for all type systems work around the world in in virtually every uh, developed country that has taken it on. And the United States is, you know, a standout in having this for-profit medical system. So that seems important to me. Um, Also, my, and my, my sweetheart is a midwife. Uh, She's a nurse midwife at a big hospital. And whenever Mm -hmm. we talk about the healthcare thing, she's quick to link it to the student debt thing. Cause like, you know, we sometimes like, you know, the, the working class sort of like l- lower middle class folk, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a two job working dad. Right. And, you know, sometimes the working class folks, you know, think that the doctors and healthcare professionals have it easy, but even like the, some of the most highly paid doctors are spending half of their paycheck paying back their student loans. So like doctors who are getting paid six figure salaries are paying, crazy amounts on student loans and i feel like you know there's we've heard so many stats about how many millions of americans are crippled by student debt i am deep in student debt like and i know i'm not alone so taking care of this this situation both creating uh 
tuition-free public colleges and universities and universal pre-K while we're at it, but then also finding a way to handle the existing student debt crisis so that we, we free up our, our young, young and actually people of all ages to be innovative, to be creative, and to do the work that's really going to transform our world and not feel like we need to like sell ourselves into wage slavery just to, just to make ends meet. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's extremely important. And oh, yeah. you're right. They, those, they're definitely linked. Well, yeah. One way or another, everything, all of these topics that we talk about, they're all going to be linked one way or another. But that's a that's an important one because if if you do see a doctor who's probably if they're if they landed the job they want, they're probably going to make over a hundred thousand dollars. You would say they still might be struggling because they have to go to school for so long, and those schools are not cheap. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's a, extremely important. And it depends on how old they are too, because our generation is one that really got hit. Yeah, it's true. With the, true. With the student loan crisis, I mean, if they're near retirement they probably got to go to school a lot cheaper than we did most likely yeah <laughs> so. right, totally. um, are you are y'all both millennials as well yep. yeah 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 we're both 27 yeah or are you 27 yet? almost almost 27 <laughs> yeah so um yeah so you're we're from the same generation so we have the same for at least in a lot of in a lot of ways we have the same problems yeah where do you stand on minimum wage Oh yeah, I mean, well, California has taken some uh, some steps as a state to to lead this uh, movement to raise a minimum wage, and absolutely, mm-hmm. I believe in a, a lifting the federal minimum wage, um, you know, above and beyond fifteen dollars an hour. And then <clears throat> there are additional solutions that are out there, things like a national job guarantee. I mean, if you look around in nature, there's no unemployment in nature. Every creature, every plant has a job to do, and right now we got plenty of things that we need to be doing and building if we if we identify it allocate the funds toward it to building bridges and schools and uh you know stoking our infrastructure instead of letting it crumble like like the you know the bridge in the twin cities you know of seeing our our bridges fall down because we're not maintaining them we could be doing a tremendous amount building a green energy energy infrastructure i mean there's a lot of work to be doing uh and so i think if we if we allocate our funds and that's so much about what this this job is about right like setting setting the budget and choosing to decide how we're going to share and if you don't if you don't make rules about how we're going to share and this is the same in, as like on the playground my my daughter goes to a preschool if there aren't rules like about how to share then the you got Timmy. The, I'm sorry, that's probably maybe not the best name to use, but you know, l- 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 <laughs> little Timmy over here has ninety percent of the toys on the playground, mm-hmm. and all the other kids just have like a ball. It's like no, okay, right. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna share. We're gonna share so that everybody can play, and uh, that's what we need to be doing. You know, the Congress that's setting the laws for the country needs to be uh, encouraging our sharing in a way that's going to be just. So the tax bill was a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I prefer the term tax scam, but yeah, I, I have a, yeah, I, have a I, I have a strong sense that it's uh it's it was designed to benefit the wealthiest few, like and just yeah. a very super super tiny few, uh, while the rest of us continue to fight over the scraps. Yeah. Yeah, and if less scraps now, more than more than ever, most likely. Josh, and then all these other like these things that that divide and conquer us, and then people end up, uh, you know, fighting over uh, like citizenship status and you know issues of like 
you know, oh, yeah. race and color and sex and mm-hmm. gender and like all these things that are being used to divide when really like we're the 99% and yep. we, we all really need and want the same thing. And if we just work together, it, our victory is assured. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, uniting the ninety nine percent is going to be a challenge, but if they, if most of the ninety nine percent at least gets together, there's really not much that no, they can't stop us. Do. Yeah. yeah, they really can't stop us. So now we and, and he brought up the uh, the jobs guarantee, yeah. which lets us plug our episode from last week, <laughs> which we <laughs> talked about. We literally talked, talked about, about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we ask every single person who comes onto the show, every oh, yeah. single candidate, the same question, uh, because it's an it. it it's an extremely important question for you and for us to know, you know, where your morals are. How do you finance your campaign? Yeah, I finance my campaign uh, on completely grassroots donations. I take no corporate money, no lobbyist money, no PAC or super PAC money. Uh, so I've been, I've got a, a page on CrowdPAC where people donate, you know, five, ten, twenty-seven bucks at a time, and that's how I finance. <laughs> Now I did. There are four candidates in this race, and I'm the only challenger to have my uh, my statement of qualification. Um, you know, other than the incumbent, there's a little 250 word blurb. I don't know if it's the same in Pennsylvania, but like, you know, a couple of months before the election, everyone gets a little pamphlet. It describes the propositions on the ballot, and uh, the candidates can have a few wor- you know, t- 250 words on on the on the voter guide. That costs a crazy amount of money, and when I when I ever, whenever I see the bill for that, it's like it reminds me of how working class people are priced out of politics because right. mm-hmm. it's like more than 10 grand just to get, get your Jeez. little 250 words in front of voters and wow. you know, English and Spanish. And yeah. uh, anyway, so I, I've raised almost enough for that and I've uh, self funded and slash loaned myself money slash borrowed a little bit to, <laughs> to meet that last, that last amount. And if anyone happens to hear this and feel inspired by what I'm speaking and inspired by my message, um, which I know I'm just a part of a, a, a greater movement, but I, I think we need to have voices like like mine and like ours in our mm-hmm. national political scene. I definitely encourage those $27 donations because they go a long way. And I'm running up against a guy who's taking uh, 500 1000 $2,500, right. $5,000 donations yeah. from your, your Bank of America, Walmart, of uh, Verizon, Comcast, uh, Merck, oh, yeah. uh, Lockheed Martin companies of the world. So, yeah. So when's your primary? The California statewide primary is on June 5th. Okay. So you got a little bit more time here, which is good. Oh, is Um, your sooner out there? I think, yeah. Ours is in May. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's coming up in a, in a little less than a month or so. And I think, I think in New York it's June. Yeah. June. I think it might be the same day actually. Yeah, now, well, it feels like it's right around the corner, June 5th. It really That's, does, yeah. yeah. It's coming yeah. up quick. Now, to answer your question from before about Pennsylvania, no. They don't They don't tell us anything. I, I mean, if it involves being, you know, somewhat productive, the state's not going to do it. So Yeah, there's a big push here to keep incumbents. That's what they yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's going on all over the place, really. Yeah, oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. PA is not, definitely not innocent of that. No. <laughs> the The... the, the Hilarious and also terrifying, like nine, ten, eleven percent approval rating for Congress, and then the parallel, like ninety to ninety-five percent re-election rate. Yeah, I know. 
Like, it's ridiculous. It makes no sense. No. Yeah. If but, I had a 9% approval rating at my job, I would get fired. Yeah. Well, if you had way li- like more than that, <laughs> but still <laughs> under what, 60, 70, you're probably getting fired. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're getting like, if you're getting a 60%, you know, in class in school, that you're, yeah, you're, you're failing. Getting a, a, you're yeah, failing. You're failing. Yeah. You're exactly. failing. yeah. So, yeah, they shouldn't be reelected. And, no. I, and I think finally, maybe for the first time, at least in our generation, that actually might not happen. They probably are not going to get reelected. A lot of them. Yeah. At least. Or, or, Especially in the House. Yeah, well, those yeah. guys are resigning. So <laughs> it's a little different story. Um, and that's I, why well, electoral reform and getting money out of politics is what it really comes down to. Because there's really all does. these issues and we could talk forever about oh, yeah. minimum wage and uh, Medicare for all and student loan uh, restructuring and all these things. But really getting money out of politics and having publicly financed elections is where it's going to be at. And then, uh, you know, actually restoring our democracy so that more than uh, 50% of the people actually show up to vote. Exactly. Uh, that's that's where it's at. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, I mean, there's not much more to say from us. We love the platform. <laughs> Your platform falls in line with literally everything. And you like Howard Zinn, so that's even more bonus points on my oh, yeah. book. Yeah, you had Tom at Howard Zinn. <laughs> you had me right there. Um, I want to you... get a Howard Zinn tattoo. I don't have one yet, but like, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Get it on my, on my leg. I, 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 that's, I don't have any tattoos, but that's one that I, I could definitely see myself getting. <laughs> um, why don't you use this uh, whatever time you, you need to to plug everything that you can possibly plug? Oh, you mean like how to get in touch with me and yeah, all that? Yeah, anything that'll help you out. All right. Well, I, I would invite folks to to find this campaign and support it. And honest, honestly, there are so many races happening all around the country, and they all matter because it's not just for the people in the district. The the representative, yes, represents the constituents. I would represent the people of California's fifth district, and also the Congress is setting laws for the entire nation, which is you know affecting the entire world. So what's happening in the 5th District of California or the 5th District of Pennsylvania or any district anywhere, that matters to everybody. We're setting the law for the entire country. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the way America's dealing right now is like that's that's affecting the entire world for better or worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, So please, I do invite people to track this race. You can find me on uh, on the web, nils, N-I-L-S, for congress.com. Uh, learn how to get involved there. <clears throat> you can read all sorts of press. I got videos and do Facebook lives and all of that. I am on Facebook. Uh, again, nils, N-I-L-S, for Congress. Uh, and Nils Paulson, you can see it probably in the show notes how to spell my last name, P-A-L-S-S-O-N. Nils Paulson on Instagram, N-I Paulson on Twitter. I would love to to build this movement with you and uh, definitely have not been focusing on fundraising because there's actual work to do. Right. And at the same time, it does need to happen. And so I, I do encourage, you know, because I'm creating a realistic budget for a campaign that's actually going to win. I encourage folks to to support in that way if it feels authentic. Uh, and and just one other note, if I if I may, sure, yeah. I, I ran in 2016. I was uh, elected to be a delegate for Bernie Sanders. I ran in 2016 as a Bernie crat, uh, and I came in third in the primary with 12 and a half percent of the vote. Whoa! And and yeah, I know I did actually better than comparable Bernie crats around the country. There yeah, are other yeah. Bernie crats who are you know pulling like eight mm-hmm. percent. So I did pretty good, twelve and a half percent on barely any budget at all. And California's got the top two primary system where it's it's not uh, it doesn't matter what party you're in. It's not like a Democratic primary and a Republican primary. It's a okay. it's an all comers everybody on the ballot and then top two make it into the November election. So I got beat out in the primary last time around by a Republican who had no 
campaign whatsoever. He had he, literally no website, no appearances, nothing. He just his name and the R. And he pulled 19% and I got 12.5%. This time around, there is no Republican. There is a Democratic incumbent. There is a Green candidate who's doing very little. There is another no party preference candidate who has no information to speak of whatsoever. And there's me. And so I feel like I'm actually really well positioned to make it through this primary and be taking on our Democratic incumbent from the left in the November election. This feels winnable. This feels like an actual district where we can get a, a real, sane, progressive, for the people elected. And I, I want nothing short of the political revolution that people like Bernie Sanders and other folks, Nina Turner and Cornell West and Howard Zinn and so many others have spoken of. So that's why I'm here. I appreciate you guys sharing this space with me. And I, by all means, I encourage um, any means of support, even just the sending of good vibes um, yeah, from anyone. A- absolutely. Yeah. Well, you have you have our support for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the very least, if you can't donate, because I understand if you can't if you don't have the money to donate to the campaign, even though that would help the most, uh, at the very least, follow follow um, on Twitter and Facebook, retweet, share everything that's possible. The more you can spread uh, any progressive candidates' names, the better off you'll be. So, uh, at the very least, do something like that. And I know from the candidates that we have interviewed, a lot of our followers do tend to follow their pages almost oh, yeah. instantly so i encourage you oh, to also do that as well just to yeah those little likes and shares totally add up because the, yeah. you know especially the, the, i don't know how the facebook algorithms are working it's you know it's interesting week to be having this conversation with, with <laughs> yeah. good yeah. old zuck test testifying in front of congress but i don't know how the algorithms work because sometimes i share things and there's like you know 1200 people liking my page and you know following me and yet like it doesn't seem to be getting in front of people i don't know yeah. if they're trying to get me to to pay them to boost posts or what but if people are actually authentically sharing then you can't stop it it gets out right. so exactly uh, so grassroots yeah. of by and for the people let's do this awesome i yeah. uh, i love it thank you thank yeah. you so much for sharing all that thank you for coming on the show and uh anytime you want to come back on just uh shoot us a message and we'll be happy to have you back on Oh, I just want to acknowledge you guys. Like the the independent media is really so crucial, and it's where it's at. So, this I'm honored to be here with you, and thank you for you're you're inspirational. Actually, like saying, "Hey, we're going to start a podcast." Thank you, <laughs> do it. You know, yeah. and so thanks to all the all the independent media makers out there. Big shout out to Amy Goodman and all all our other uh, friends like you guys who are leading the way. So, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Um, We'll take a quick break from here, and um, we'll uh, conclude the show. Now that Austin has the, you know, technical situation dealt with, welcome back! (laughs) <laughs> um, well that was a pretty fucking fun interview it was admit, yeah that was pretty fun yeah it was good it was really good um, but unfortunately it is time to end our big dumb show yep Austin what are your final thoughts for today oh fuck you Paul Ryan yes. I'm so happy you're gone <laughs> you must feel pretty relieved after uh, after that bigly topic <laughs> yes that was it's like the country anger. took a giant dump <laughs> 
that's, but that's that really like that. good dump that feels yeah. so good. Like not the kind the of the one dump. where you can think, oh boy, I could buy like a smaller pant size. <laughs> <laughs> not the one where you're like, all right, I'll be because back I here in fifteen rid of minutes. This <laughs> giant piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but you see, I have that other poop where I feel. I feel like uh, welcome to a scatterological <laughs> podcast of politics. I feel like I'm gonna like it's that shit where you 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 know you're gonna have to go back in 15 minutes mm. because we're just gonna get another one to fill his his spot. It's gonna be another one. Yeah, but this time that might not be true. Well, not in that state, but in another place. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna take it on a seat by seat basis. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. One toilet seat at a time. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> Interesting. What else you got? Um. And of course, I want to thank our guests for coming on. It is always fun to have politicians on, even though um, we never know what to ask, so we always ask the same stuff. <laughs> well, for our first interview, we asked yeah. the same stuff, because that's the important. Uh, yeah. The way I view that is I want to get people to know who he is or who she is. And the best way to do that is by talking about you and your platform and what yeah. you stand for. If you come I'm back... Just, I'm just saying that most of them don't make it past the first interview because they're like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Tom Tom Prigg's been on the show like three times. Oh, yeah, because he's then, a trooper. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when you get here on your third time, it's like, yo, yo, Tommy, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> it's, it becomes some kind of stereotypical 90s hip-hop battle. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay, Tom. Sure. Um, and Hector Morales was on a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. We should absolutely. have him back on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just because he's not, just because he didn't win his primary doesn't mean anything. He's still, he's still a progressive minded person who's yeah. Well, now difference. he doesn't have to watch what he says. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I want to see what that, uh, what that yeah. Hector Morales is. Yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get in touch with him. Okay. Um, anything else? Uh, let's hope that we aren't, aren't, aren't exploded. Is that what you're about to say? <laughs> Exploded, yeah. <laughs> I was a version of that, yes, actually. <laughs> I've been I've been playing a lot of Fortnite recently, oh, and when you blow somebody up with the rocket launcher, it says you 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 exploded somebody. You exploded somebody. Yeah. Okay, exploded. New cover new band. Cover band. Yes, yeah. that's um, my cover band, though, bitch. So back oh, off. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. My new cover band. <laughs> it's a who really? Cover band. <laughs> really? It's a what? It's a who cover band. <laughs> The who? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's stupid. Move on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I hope we don't get dragged into World War Three or yeah. even slightly less bad, but still bad, like some kind of crazy proxy war War in World Syria. Two and a half? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yes. World War Two. and a half. Of course, Tom. <laughs> anyway, my final thoughts. <laughs> Did I finish mine? Yes. No, uh, I'm saying you finished yours. <laughs> you can't tell me when I finish. <laughs> I just did. I finished for you. <laughs> no, I really like this setup. I, you know, oh, I, this is very comfortable. I feel like we're in like a lounge. Yeah. We're just talking. This is exactly well, what we intended this podcast to be. Just us hanging around. Well, that's why I was. I actually had an idea where I might like set up the computer over here with another monitor. Yeah, but you're going back to New York, so throw away your idea. Okay. And but I was saying it'd be it. easy to play video games like this. Oh, I don't give a shit. You're leaving. <laughs> you're going leaving back yet. to the fucking. Yeah, I'm going city. back to places where it's not insane <sighs> to be. Whatever. Um. Nils. Oh, and congrats to uh, Alexandria. Yes, yes, there you go. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, thank you, Nils Paulson. 
Not Niels, it was Nils. I apologize. I almost had it. That's Mm -hmm. pretty pretty, pretty close. For coming on the show and uh, giving us the rundown of your platform. And uh, he sounds pretty hopeful. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening, please, you know, at the very least, follow him on Twitter and Facebook and retweet his stuff when you can. Just helps get his name around and others. Um, that really does make a difference. Just because people get to see their names. Oh yeah. So yeah. do that if you can. Yeah. Um, you know all these stories too. We had so many Trump stories this week, and we. I feel bad we didn't really cover all of them. I don't want to cover all the mainstream stuff no. because you hear about them every time you turn the yeah. news on. You're gonna find yeah. But you didn't hear about Pope Francis wanting to marry women. On the news, did you? Or at least his desire for other Catholics to marry women. Right. Well, I'm, you don't think he would? Do you think the Pope would? Or you think that's too much? Like, priests go for it, but bishops and cardinals yeah, and popes? Yeah, I don't know not. about popes. Yeah. No? I don't, think the, I don't think the popes would, but I think maybe every level under pope. Yeah. Every level? Even, like, cardinals and bishops? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. I think eventually. I wonder if, like... I mean, there were a lot of cardinals who were wrapped up in all that pedophile stuff. The most infamous one is Cardinal Bell from uh, Australia. Oh, yeah. Or Pell. Pell, sorry. Yeah, Cardinal. Yeah, George Pell. Pell. George Pell, yeah. So, yeah, you're you're not wrong there. Um, Sorry we didn't get to a scary religious nut jobs uh, for this week. (laughs) If you're interested, just go look up Ted Cruz. He's pretty scary and religious. Yeah. I we do have a video for next week though. Oh, before before we move on though, what's up, Austin? Did you see that video of that woman who is asking him? She's like, <laughs> yes, like you know, this is saying stuff about how terrible healthcare is in this country, and then will you take a test, a DNA test, to prove that you're a human? <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Because he's not. Because he's just a big pile of spoiled yogurt. <laughs> In a party suit. <laughs> in a party suit. Yeah. Uh, his seat might be up for grabs, too. Imagine imagine if we lose Paul Ryan and Ted Cruz in the same calendar year. Oh, I mean, the only thing that could make it better is if Mitch McConnell also went down. And then we could, you know, yeah. Lindsey Graham. I got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's why I told you not to wear sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, standing up's going to be a challenge. Mm. You can find our lovely, lovely shithole of a podcast on blogtalkradio.com forward slash, forward slash, forward slash, double over pod. It's crazy because we're not even that drunk. No, not at all. I know. Like, this is the this most is sober us. we've been in a long time. <laughs> um, you at least that's what the police said. <laughs> what? The band or like the yes, actual that's, that's what Sting said. Oh, did he say it's that? It's like, you guys are really sober. Oh, is that what he said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking care. Then he um, sang his song, no, yeah. where you could only understand the last three words of his phrase. That's every song. I know. <laughs> That's why I don't know which one it was. La boule boule. Starting up a brand new day. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> uh, we're we're also on iTunes. <laughs> uh, it's not at Dumble of Pod. It's like slash two bs one zero zero blah 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 blah. Um, so just Google Dumble Over Podcast. 
uh, find us on the Facebook if it's still a thing in the next week because Zuckerberg might have fucked it. As we're close to 100 followers, he has to do this. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I think he's out against us, personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. Is that what he said during his Senate hearing that I didn't watch? I didn't watch that fucking thing. No. I was not planning on wasting my time what with that. What was I going to learn? That the, the old fucking idiots in Congress don't know technology and that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't <laughs> yeah. have a beating heart? It doesn't <laughs> so. matter if he has a beating heart or not. No. It, if, if Facebook is not selling our data or data, then someone else is. Yeah. Come on, man. It's not, it's not like it's a secret. I mean, uh, I, I was reading a, a secret. <laughs> I was reading a, a, an article that I think Discover sent me because I have a Discover card. Yeah, and they said that your credit card is most likely potentially up for auction on the dark web anyway. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> it's already maxed out yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I mean, listen. If you want my credit cards, you get nothing but a payment. So <laughs> go for it. <laughs> All right, so that and just don't check the history. I don't need you to see what I bought. AdamandEve.com. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Uh, what else? We're on but the Twitter. Plug. We're on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty active on on the Twitter. Uh, I'm not sure why I said that like a Nazi. Um, <laughs> oh, you got to find us on the Twitter. Well, that was that French. Was not, that, was, yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was a French Nazi, which I'm sure uh, exists. Yeah, it was. Uh, what's her name? Um, Marine Le Pen. Le Pen. <laughs> yeah. La paix with the croissant. Um, <laughs> what else? We're on, we're, we're on the Instagram, which is pretty much Austin's toy at this point because mm. social media or well, Instagram and my phone don't get along. I, I can't explain it. That's pretty funny. No, not really. I don't like it's it. a little funny. Hey, uh, check your pockets quick. So anyway, you see that extra, you feel the extra money that's in your pocket? You know, nope. You just, <laughs> I've never had that problem. <laughs> But yeah, you do. I I know because I just heard you say, "Holy shit!" There's an actual five dollar bill. So that five dollar bill, now that you you have it, you weren't planning on spending because you didn't know it existed. I know what to do with that. You go on Patreon.com forward slash I'm having trouble with that word forward slash Dumble Over Pod. <laughs> I swear we haven't drank that. Like, I know. Really, we had like I like know. the equivalent of one beer. I think. Yeah, I'm just stupid naturally. Yeah. So, um, you go to uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dumble Over Pod. You go onto the right side of our page, and you're going to see a bunch of rewards. You find a reward, $1, $2, $3, $4, $5, doesn't matter. Just take that $5 bill and give it to us, because we need your money. Because we need it. <laughs> um, I'm not lying. Although, unlike Eli, my debit card hasn't been declined yet. So. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But it could get that bad if yeah. we don't have good patrons. Exactly. Well, our and patrons are already very our good. Patrons we need are good patrons. Yeah. Our patrons are absolutely amazing. Um, but, you know, you want to become one of them. And it's not just because we need your money and this is a desperate ploy to get your money in our pockets. No. Yes, but no. It's also because you get the... <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, Tom. <laughs> you, you get the full episode with extras. Mm-hmm. The quality of the audio is much better. And yeah. you get side content. Now, Austin and I both have solo shows that haven't been done in 2018. So you won't get those? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet um, no. They might come back. They should come back. Yeah, they'll come back. Eventually. Yeah. Just yeah. not right now while life is a little hectic. But we do have another show called A Little Ugly on the Side that we are going to be doing in about five mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing catchphrase. <laughs> uh, not, not catchphrase, but um, um, 
what do you call that introduction <laughs> intro song yeah yeah it's a catchy or, song or for the layman you could call it a jingle i suppose a jingle is the word or i was a looking theme for song yeah jingle is fine um <laughs> where austin and i are you know play games with each other <laughs> sometimes they get a little <laughs> <laughs> sex swings <laughs> a sex swing and a miss <laughs> Um, one of the games that we do play is like, um, like guess the top five or something, something like that. Yep. This week we actually have a bracket of scary religious nut jobs that we're going to be filling out and talking about. Ooh, that's um, going to be fun. Next week was supposed to be reading John Oliver's, um, uh, life of, uh, Mar- Marlo Bundy, Marlo Bundy. Yeah. No. But it got back ordered, even though I ordered it again, like, instantly, they got a message saying that it's going to be a little bit longer. Wow. So... Um, it's still number one on Amazon. It's still number one on Amazon. It's That's been almost amazing. a month. So I have to admit, part of me thought you were going to say John Oliver's Life of Brian. <laughs> I was like, oh, did he do no <laughs> like a reboot of Life of Brian? No, uh, no I looked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so we got some cool things, but you're only going to get that if you're a patron. Yeah. So become a patron now. So just do it. Uh, we had no... Uh, the other thing I'm going to complain about quick. Oh, uh, here we go. We had no fucking comments and reviews this week. Uh, no, don't sigh into the microphone. This is serious. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, We've had... We had five over the past three weeks, and now we have zero? What is this? What is this shit? Okay. I'm going to make a, uh, an appeal to all the listeners. Please, please just leave one, because I have to hear about this all week if you don't. I mean, all week... He's been going nuts that there are no new reviews. I'm like, I know. It's okay. You'll be all right. But he says no. He insists that we need more reviews. So yeah. please, if you could just do it so my life is a little less annoying, I would really much appreciate yeah. this. And, I, you know, we need it. Everything I said was true. It is true. <laughs> no. Uh, but that's totally not a joke. If you do like our show, seriously, if you like our show, uh, go on iTunes or the podcast app and leave us a five star uh, review and leave us a comment. If you want to change your name, it's if you're a podcast, and so we read your podcast. Oh, you make it the podcast name. That's, yeah, that's fine, fine too. Yeah, we don't care. Shameless oh, plugs are great. And, and also, um, we were told that uh, like if you don't listen with a podcast, like a podcatcher app that has that feature. You can always um, leave a comment on our Blog Talk Radio site. Sure. You can send us an email if you so choose. Right. Or you could even call us at whatever the number is. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Austin. I don't know it. Or you could call us at 802-735-2112. All right. That's enough. This uh, this closing segment always takes so long. We do have a new podcasting friend. Oh, please tell me it's no illusions. <laughs> no. No. Not oh, yet. Fuck. Okay. Maybe soon? Maybe. Okay. But uh, Ron Wartrop. Oh, yeah. He's going to be uh, doing two podcasts with a, another one of our patrons, Dan. Dan That's Pineda. very cool. Yeah. yeah. One's uh, sports, like a sports only, and then one is fucking wrestling. Ron, I, 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 I love you, Ron, but I do not support it. Mm. <laughs> Just kidding. I support your podcast. I just won't listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait for the other one. The That's okay. One. So now you and Dan are on like the same level. <laughs> like, you'll support each other's podcast, but you <laughs> but won't not listen. listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Well, that is kind of true because Dan listens to Potter and History. 
but he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I'll exactly. listen to the sports, but not the wrestling. Yeah. And it's only just because I have no idea what wrestling, anything about wrestling. Yeah. You're a wrestling fan, aren't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> so much with the... Uh, the Rock, The Rock, and, right? And, and John Cena, and John Cena, mm-hmm. and names I totally knew were wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> think nope, he was nope, a wrestler. Nope, no, nope. he was not, not a wrestler. Not a wrestler. No. And uh, Joe Biden, I no, think he was not a wrestler. The guy he does get pretty handsy though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all we got. That's it. We 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 came, we saw, and we finished. Exploded. <laughs> We exploded <laughs> all over the internet. <clears throat> so thank you for listening. I am so sorry <laughs> for everything. For everything. Um, thank you for texting me on no number. And um, that's it. We'll be back next week. Not together. We will be in our well, separate locations. I mean, yeah, but as far as you guys know, it won't be any different. Yeah, but now they know. Now they so know, it's, yeah. it's all over. Yep. And uh, we'll have a new episode with... Um, more people and stuff and good things. All right. Okay. So thank you, everybody, yeah. and uh, patrons. Stick around because you got a lot. You have, you have a four-hour episode <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> no, that's it, guys. All right. Have a good week, and we'll be back next week with more dumb shit to talk about. Oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800 085 4878. That's 0800 085 4878.